0: Ain't no country club neither. This is RBA. Hi
1: <laughs> again, everyone.
0: Welcome back. It's been a short little break this time.
1: I believe we're on season two, episode ten. Yes. Of oh La, La! in the dungeon. La La in the dungeon. Excited for this episode. We're interviewing yes. someone that I really admire, a Luca Richmond. Girl. An extra
2: very, special guest. Yes, very,
0: very talented musician, perhaps, but we'll leave it there. <laughs> of course, Big Daddy will be dropping it on us.
2: And today I'm going to be talking about the infamous Stanley Cup.
0: Um, and then we'll, of course, be uh, giving you guys our restaurant recommendations, etc. So let's kick it off. What you been up to? Uh,
1: I went to Miami, bitch. Yeah. I flew alone mm-hmm. for the first time ever last weekend to meet my childhood best friend, who's still my best friend, and, well, my other best yeah, friend, what the sorry fuck? Liz, <laughs> um, and her little <laughs> sister in Miami. Um, it was my first time in Rich- at the Richmond airport, and I have to say, <laughs> compared to Miami and LaGuardia, Richmond Airport's really nice, especially the bathrooms. It's so clean. Because no one's in there. (laughs) Well, I liked it. And it's up to date. Like, it was very up to date. Um, The TSA workers were friendly. Everyone said they weren't going to be, and they were really friendly. Uh, But the flight got delayed really bad because there was a really bad snowstorm. So I spent a few hours at the airport bar. I made friends with two gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, One was going, and dry January was not happening during Miami trip. Sorry, it's Miami. Uh, But I met two guys. One was going to New Orleans for a pre Mardi Gras parade, and they celebrate this early, apparently.
0: Wow! We well, Easter is early this year. Oh. Um,
1: and then the other guy I met was a golf pro, and he was going Ooh. to Orlando for a big golf seminar.
0: Was he um, someone famous?
1: I don't know. You didn't get his never name? Know. His <laughs> name was Jim. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, the American airline agents were really, really nice. They uh, switched me to a direct flight with no extra cost. Um, I got a, I got a window seat. We went to a bar called Baby Jane's. We mingled with some British guys that were really funny. <laughs> Maybe they were joking and actually weren't British. I don't know. Uh, we laid out on the beach in perfect weather. I got $80 crab legs. So expensive. Uh, we went to the fanciest restaurant of my life called Sexy Fish. We were on the list, and we got let in by a rope gate and a bouncer. <laughs> How I felt fancy. like a celebrity. Uh, it was so fun. I definitely want to go back. That's all I've done.
0: Nice. I was going to say, we really haven't done that much since we just recorded last week. But um, let's see. What have we been up to? Uh, trying to stay healthy. Failing a little bit at the dry <laughs> January. It's more of a damp January, as Sail. I said last time. And
2: I, I've been staying dry. I'm I'm pure.
0: Good for You're you. You're um, I know. He's actually drinking non-alcoholic beer. I'm like, that's going It's surprisingly bar. not oh, bad. Tools, it's, it yeah, the taste no, is... No, he's found he's oh, some IPAs.
2: Yeah, IPAs, oh. hazy IPAs. They're pretty good.
0: Um, but we also signed up for two races. We'll be doing the Hilltopper 5K and the um, Monument, Monument Avenue. Avenue
1: 10K. I need to sign up for that.
0: Yep. Had a vegetarian dinner over at my dad's house. So we're just getting ready for vegetarian week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a thing. Oh, all the restaurants I are doing that around here. Um, went to Williamsburg with my mom. Got some new running shoes. Woo-hoo. And, um, and then we're actually going to River City Roll tomorrow night to um, hear the Atkinsons and Exit Thirty Eight. Uh, Olivia will be up there with us. So.
1: Is it time to introduce our esteemed guest? I think <laughs> so. All right, I'm really excited about this one. Today's guest is someone whose vocals yeah. completely blew me away last summer at RVA's River Rock Music Festival. We are joined today by Aaron from RVA's Aaron and the Wildfire. The band started out as four college friends in Charlottesville, Virginia, making music just for the fun of it. And today, they have grown into a flourishing, decade long musical experience with an indie pop flair and, dare I say, funky flair from influences from Emily King, D'Angelo, Yubba, Vol- yeah. Volpeck, uh, and Donnie Hathaway. The band also includes Ryan Lips on guitar, Nick. Willen on drums, Matt Woods on bass, and Steven Roach on keys. Aaron and the Wildfire create their own music with deeply personal lyrics that mainly focus on Aaron's journey with struggles with body acceptance, self-love, but they also touch lyrics, touch on climate change, fighting the patriarchy, and more. Very, very deep stuff. The band strives to make their shows a safe space for all ages and all kinds of people this is very long but very i feel like important to share their second full-length album touchy feely was released april 1st 2022 and recorded in the summer of 2021 after nearly a year and a half of virtual songwriting and collaborating during the global pandemic the new release named one of style weekly's most anticipated local albums of 2022 which is incredible was produced by acclaimed songwriter and producer Matthew E. White. Natalie Prass. In parentheses? <laughs> the meticulous <laughs> production, impeccable songwriting, and sensual vocals are pre- are present, as ever, on an album that polishes the signature style introduced by their popular single, Shape, in 2020. Aaron and the Wildfire have also made appearances at some of the largest yeah. festivals on the East Coast, including Suwannee Rising, hopefully I said that right, Lock-In, Floyd Fest, which is my favorite festival on Earth, yeah. it's so cool, CMJ, Rooster Walk, and more. In 2019, Garrett Woodward for Rolling Stone cited Lunsford's vocals, which is Aaron, Aaron Lunsford, (laughs) um, as the peak moment of Floyd Fest's 2019 Buffalo Mountain Jam riding. (gasps) (laughs) Last thing. The jam reached its peak when Aaron Lunsford of Aaron and the Wildfire howled into the heavens. (laughs) So without further ado, let us welcome Aaron. It's a very long
3: intro, but- Oh, that's okay. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me.
2: Welcome to the show. We're so
3: Thank excited. You. Thanks, y'all. Yeah, and awesome uh, pronunciations of everything. You cool. were like glancing at me, but they were all spot on. Most <laughs> that excellent. is an
1: unusual thing for me. I usually butcher everything. Oh, that's perfect. Um okay, first question. Are you from Richmond? If not, where?
3: I'm not from Richmond. I'm from Southwest Virginia, outside of Roanoke. However, I used to live um, one house away for a while. I won't say where we are oh because I don't know if Whoa. you guys really where you live. But when I drove here, I was like, oh my gosh, I just lived on the next street over on the corner right there. the that's oh, that's this alley. We're in Churchill, <laughs> listeners. Churchill. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm from Botetourt County. Oh, okay. It's yep. near Roanoke. It's very rural. Um, it's farm, wineries. farm country. Yep. There's some wineries there. It's beautiful. <laughs> very mountainous and pretty. That's cool. I love
1: hearing where different Richmonders are from.
3: Yeah, where are you from since you've only been to the Richmond airport one time?
1: I'm from upstate New York. Okay, so how long have you been here? Seven years. Okay. I love Richmond. How have you not
3: been to the airport? I've driven. (laughs) I just drive. She always drives to New York. I'm like, good for you. That's a good question. I know, that is a good question. I was like, okay, she's not from Richmond then. I feel like I will
1: be flying. It was my first... I've always been kind of scared because I've never flown alone. Yeah. But now that I have, it's really peaceful nice I enjoy it
3: that's your new favorite thing now
1: yeah <laughs> I feel kind of fancy
3: <laughs> but less about me more about you yeah. um so when did your love for music begin like what age how did mm. it start great question uh, my family is super into bluegrass music so I grew up playing uh, guitar flat picking guitar and banjo and we would play together at family gatherings and my mom is a guitar teacher So um, I grew up playing with her and singing with her. And then when I was in high school, she let me kind of join her for a little duo thing. So we would play um, weekend nights in downtown Roanoke and hit the open mics. And eventually we got some some paid gigs, which were very fun. Um, And then when I got into college, I branched out on my own, did my own songwriting. And the band formed and kind of whirlwind into where we are now.
1: That's really cool. How did you... I'm sorry, Liz, but how did you meet your bandmates in college?
3: Um, we met through a student recording group, which I think is now called U Records, which is a lovely name because it was at UVA, but then it had this mouthful of a name called All Upon You, like all up, up on, on you, oh. but it was spelled with an O. Nobody ever understood Ooh. what it was.
2: That's pretty clever.
3: Yeah, it was. An, I really, I really liked it, and the first time I auditioned for them, I called my dad and I said, Dad... I just auditioned for this group. It's Olaponia. And he was like, Aaron, it's Olaponia. Like, as soon as I said it, he got it. And I was like, oh, man, I'm an idiot. But anyways, we were all a part of this student recording group. We would put out music um, every semester. We held concerts and stuff like that. So I was part of, I was the president of it for a couple years. So I was auditioning people to be a part of it. And my bandmates came through that way. They all auditioned. And I was like, hey, you're great. (laughs) We should make music together. (laughs) That's so cool. cool. So you
1: were like the... Like the organizer of your band, like you pulled uh-huh. them all together. Yes. That's really interesting.
3: Yeah. Were you a
0: music major? Or
3: I was, was a music city? major. I was gonna do uh, pre med, so I was I did all the pre med prerequisites, and then I also did psychology and music. Okay. That's A lot. And Let's, you were the
1: president yeah. of the the group or the.
0: Yeah, I was
3: wow. real type A back then. I'm still type A. I don't, <laughs> don't know why I said it like that.
0: <laughs> I'm like, can you give me a little bit of that? <laughs> It's All wearing off.
3: So, <laughs> I wish I had more of it these days. A lot of energy. Mm-hmm.
0: Was it while you were in college that you realized you wanted to pursue music professionally or was it like a slowly like you kind of fell into it or I
3: I've, I've always felt pulled to music, but there was a time when I thought maybe I would try to do something that was more lucrative. Music is not the most lucrative yet. Medicine? No, it is Medicine not crossed it, it. and it's never been. I mean, yeah. just
2: for musicians in general. It's tough,
3: yeah. Any kind of independent artist? Shouts Mm -hmm. out to all of those. Um, But yeah, I worked in a psychology lab for a couple years after I graduated and it was a little bit soul-sucking. And also that was when the band was really coming together and we were clicking and writing great music and I just felt called towards it. I feel so happy and so fulfilled making music and connecting with others through the the music. It's like, I can't imagine doing anything else.
1: Do you do music full-time now?
3: Yeah. So when did you quit your day job? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I I still have day jobs, oh, okay. quote quote unquote, but um, it's still all music though. But I I guess I quit the psychology lab in two thousand thirteen or fourteen or oh, something wow. like that. Um, and since then, I had to I picked up a job in Charlottesville. I worked in Charlottesville and lived there for ten years until twenty eighteen. I moved to Richmond. And I was working at a jewelry store in the downtown mall, and then I started my own uh, voice teaching business, and that's still what I do to supplement the performance. Oh, cool. That's
1: awesome. So that's
3: what I was doing right before I got here. If my voice sounds... Warm. It's because I've been singing all day. I was. You
0: actually sound very crisp. I was like, God, her voice oh, sounds good. really
3: good.
2: Yeah, I was, I was going to comment. You have a good speaking voice. So. Oh, yes.
3: Oh, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Incredible music. Oh
1: my gosh. Thank you. So beautiful, your voice. Did you ever think that your band would come as
3: far as you have? Hmm. um Yes, and I expect more. Wow, <laughs> I want us to I like go. That. I want us to go way farther. That's that's
2: the type A personality, right?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Um, I just want to keep pushing and keep growing. I was talking to them a couple years ago when we were playing a lot before the pandemic in 2019. We had a lot of touring that year, um, released some music that year, and it felt like really steady, nice upward progress and growth. And I was like, I could do this forever if it feels like we're growing, pushing ourselves, challenging ourselves, making great music, making great art. I want to do this for the rest of my life, you know, and things have not been the same since then because of the pandemic. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Indeed. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I was hoping we'd be here and I want to see us go further. That's so cool. That's amazing. What's the farthest place you've played away from home? Um, we've played Maine and we've played Florida. So maybe those are equidistant from here. Yeah. It's like the whole East coast basically. Yeah. Yeah. We've been all over the East coast (laughs) for sure. That's so cool. Um, I
1: have a question. What was the first festival that you ever played at, and what was that experience like? Was it crazy? Like, were you nervous?
3: Okay, so I two answers came into my head. Uh, Floyd Fest was one of the first festivals the band ever played, and it was amazing and crazy <laughs> and blew my mind. And also, me as a as a performer, I started playing festivals like bluegrass festivals with my mom when I was eight or nine. So like uh, Fiddler's Conventions and stuff where you enter uh, to play the guitar competition or something like that. So I played fiddle and guitar and folk song and was in all those bluegrass festivals from a young age. That's so So cool. So that's my first technical festival. But Floyd Fest is amazing. We love it there. We hope to come back. Uh, We're not going to be there this year, but hopefully next year.
1: It is amazing. It, I've had some of the best experiences and life changing experiences of, like at that yeah. place. It's insane.
3: Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's such a fun communal, like, be yourself, free spirited kind of atmosphere. And
1: there's um, children and old people, which mm-hmm. I love. Like it's everyone there. It's kind of has a more chill vibe to it. Yeah, for
0: Have sure. Have you been to the country store there, in Floyd?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you played there
0: I have not played, there? but I've, I've been there for the flat foot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that place. I know. Isn't it dreamy? There was a guy. I don't know if he's still there. He was pretty mm-hmm. old last time I went, but he would wear overalls without a shirt, and mm-hmm. it looked like he had a whole chicken on his head. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was amazing.
1: <laughs> and is it, it, Floyd County, is that considered Appalachia? Yeah, mm-hmm. I
3: think yeah. it's still yeah, part it, of Appalachia. I think it is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Because that's where my mountain man Demon is Demon puppet. I met a mountain man. <laughs> did you? Yes, I did. Lovely.
2: <laughs> what is your songwriting process? Like, like, how do you come up with the lyrics? What's, you know, uh, from start to finish, what's your process?
3: Um, my process is usually coming from personal experience. So a lot of times I will write notes in my notes app and my phone. Um, that's got all my deepest, darkest secrets Mm -hmm. in there. Um, but I think of stuff all day, every day and I'll just jot it down and then I'll try to go back later, circle back. And I usually start off making a hook. Um, for me, that's one of the most fun parts of music is something that people repeat back and that's catchy, you know? So that's the first thing I try to develop, um, with our songwriting and then I'll fill in the rest of the words and then, then the music part comes. So it's usually a lyric approach first.
2: Do you play piano too? Yeah. I play piano
3: and banjo and guitar. Most of my writing is guitar and piano.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cool.
3: Probably 50-50. Wow. You're like a prodigy. Oh my gosh, I'm not a prodigy. (laughs) That's very kind. But it's been just a lot of hard work trying to hone the craft, Mm -hmm. you know. But I come up with those lyrics and the songs and then I present them to the band For for the band's material And we kind of Arrange stuff together And they write their parts
0: Okay I was gonna say Do you do all of the music Or do they help out Mm Because I'm like Wow you're like A mad genius If you're doing like (laughs) Yeah
3: No I'm not writing Everybody's parts (laughs) Occasionally I come up With some of the hooks And you know I'm writing the chords And the melody And the lyrics But um, the exact instrument parts We come up with together
1: So are you the only Lyricist in the band Or Okay
0: cool Yeah
3: (laughs) Girl power Yes (laughs) Um,
0: And then when you tour, is it usually the same setup or do you kind of change? Like sometimes there could be like three backup singers and like a saxophonist that joins in
3: or like, you know what I'm saying? That's such a great question. We do change it up for tour sometimes. Sometimes it just depends on who's available. So sometimes we do like a more stripped back kind of thing. We're always at least a four piece uh, and ho- hopefully a five piece these days, but, uh, we've got a couple shows coming up in February that we're really excited for, yeah. and we're going to have background vocalists and some extra people on the stage with us. So that'll be fun.
2: So how many, uh, background vocalists do you usually have?
3: Um, well, I'd love to have a choir someday, uh, but right now it's two. Okay. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. okay, so can you tell us a little bit about Matthew White, the yeah. man who produced your second album? Yeah, for sure. What was that like? So
3: you you mentioned Matthew E. White and then in parentheses Natalie Prass. So Natalie Prass is an, a Richmond artist also who we adore, and he produced her last record. So that's what turned us on to Matthew uh-huh. is because we were listening to her stuff and we were like, this is very cool. Um, who made these sounds, and we found him. And also, we've seen him a bunch in the scene. He's a musician himself. He's got his own project. Um, Just really admire his work and ask to work with him, and he was down. Wow. Yeah. So cool. He's local, too. (laughs) I know, yeah.
0: I was going to say, I thought that name sounded familiar, but Matthew White. You're like, "Eh."
3: Yeah, I know Matt. I know
1: the guy (laughs) Matthew White.
0: (laughs) Um, So how would you say, then, you've evolved your music overall from the first album to the second one? Mm.
3: Well, you know, I mentioned my bluegrass beginnings. Uh, So when the band first started in like 2011, 2012, I was bringing my kind of folksy Americana songwriting to the table. And in the next few years, we abandoned almost all of that material and started rewriting and doing more, you know, like you said, funky, pop, indie soul influences. Um, So the first album that we released in 2017 is very funky. It's got a horn section in there. Yes.
0: Um,
3: which we don't have that anymore, but still love it. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say that because we just released a song. that has a horn <laughs> And we have another one coming out. That's got horns on it in February. Um, but we don't travel with a horn or, you know, section I love anymore. some brass. Yeah, me too. Isn't it so fun? It is. It's like the energy. Um, but yeah, these days I'm just writing so much pop music and it's where I love it. I'm just loving where the music is sitting in that kind of genre for the band. So can't can't quit it yet, I guess. Right. How did you all
1: wind up in Richmond? Because you said that you were from Charlottesville. Is that what it said?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Charlottesville just started to feel like a small pond and we were needing a new keyboardist and it, we just kept pulling people from Richmond over and over again. Um, and also, on a personal note, I think I dated everyone that lived there. So I was just <laughs> trying to find a bigger dating pool.
2: <laughs> this well, one's not but... much
3: better. <laughs> well, I yeah. found a fish, so I'm okay, sticking cut. with him for now. But yeah, we were just looking for a, a more challenging scene. And we also wanted to be in a place that had music that was similar to ours. Um, so there's, there's people here that we really admire. And we've gotten to grow from learning from them and playing with them and being challenged by the size of the scene as well. So you
1: all like decided together as a band to move to Richmond. That is so awesome.
3: Yeah. Our guitarist is still in Charlottesville. He's actually in grad school at UVA right now. That's a
1: good. Just come back to Richmond. (laughs) 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 You're going to blow up. Okay. um, Transfer to U of R. Yeah. (laughs) Here's one that I really want to know. Do you ever play like small local Richmond gigs?
3: All the time. Yeah. Why have
1: I never seen
3: you? Because we're just now becoming best friends, and now I'm going <laughs> to push all of my shows on you.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> but no, just last week I played i play solo a lot more in Richmond than the band does, but I played a songwriter night at Sefton Coffee. Have you ever heard of that place? Mm-hmm. It's pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was sold out. It was amazing. Wow. It was wow. such a sweet That's venue, easy. and I, I shared the night with another songwriter and played all my new stuff. So Ooh. it was kind of vulnerable, but it was really fun.
2: Yeah, I saw that you're playing at the National in uh, February. Yeah. I think it's February 19th.
0: Yes. You got so. it. Mm-hmm. And then Raleigh, which is where Matt went to school. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: nice. Yeah, uh, I went to NC State. Sweet. So. The next night, nice place. So. Yeah. We are so excited for those. Those are big shows for us because we're opening for our friend, friends, Sammy Ray and the Friends. Um, incredible band from New York City. And they've got the horn section and the background vocals. And, you know, they're they're a really big project and they're so good. It's so much fun. So really honored to be on those shows. I know. Hopefully we can make it to the one. Yeah.
1: This is totally random, but at Floyd Fest 19, did you meet <laughs> Casey
3: Musgraves? Because no. she was there. I did not get to meet her. I have watched her show from the audience.
0: What's your favorite song to play? And do you have one that... Uh, you can't stand or that like or does it change mm-hmm. like we're actually all have been in bands
3: and stuff and I know Wait, there's hey, ones where is- I'm like I never want to sing this song again yeah. damn it we <laughs> do have some from back in the catalog that I could never play again and that would be fine with me Um it's interesting being in the group there's five of us and we all have strong opinions which is why I adore them but also our opinions are often not aligned as ter- in terms of what songs we should bring yeah, back that, to life
2: that can be difficult sometimes <laughs> drama. people with strong yeah. opinions you know trying to work things out oh,
3: yeah. yes it sounds like you guys know something about that yeah there are definitely songs where i just don't need to touch them ever again it was like an early evolution in my songwriting and it can stay you know in the as part in of the our vault. history <laughs> yeah yeah for sure
0: um what was when, how old were you when you wrote your first song? So,
3: uh, I think I was 15. Mm, actually, no, now that I'm saying that, I think I was 11 because I was in our old house. So maybe 11-ish. Wow. Something like that. It's,
2: so I've got a it? question. Uh, I was looking on Spotify and I noticed you. Um, it says Wildfire Records. Do you have your own label?
3: You know, no. That's just a formality on Spotify. They make you list something. Um, okay. for where your songs are coming from. Okay. Um, but no, we are not signed. Still looking if anybody out there wants to sign us. or <laughs> right. Open to it. Call. Yeah. If we could do it, we
0: would. <laughs> oh, thanks. Advice for musicians to like go from just mm-hmm. doing like very small, small to like getting to at least like the national level mm-hmm. or, and I mean that as the venue, not nationwide, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. but you know. I know what you meant. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I I think there's something to be said for uh, for cutting your teeth here in the scene and starting small, playing as much as you can, trying to play with people that you admire and that challenge your uh, musicianship. Um, In Charlottesville, I was fortunate enough to play a lot with Charles Owens, who lives here in Richmond now. Um, He's an amazing saxophonist, multi-instrumentalist, incredible jazz musician, and he kind of took me under his wing when I was in my early 20s and let me play with him a lot. Um, and I would sing and he would play piano. So I got to cut my teeth on a lot of jazz music, but also, um, was being challenged constantly by this beast of a musician. So if I were just starting out again, I would give myself the same advice. If I could play with somebody who's way better than me, Mm -hmm. um, that's the way to do it. I'm still trying to do that. I'm trying to write with songwriters who are better than me. I'm trying to play with guitarists who are better, you know, just always trying to push and grow, um. Yeah, you're yeah. Al-
2: always going to be challenged if, you know, um, you're always playing with somebody who's better than you. Yeah,
3: so. absolutely. Yeah. My dad always
1: used to say, if you're the smartest person in the room or the best, you're in the wrong room.
0: That's
3: right. I love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I never heard it put that way. It's good. <laughs> it's
1: a good one, dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, this is totally random, but so do you still take voice lessons?
3: From time to time, yeah. Because I think it's important as for me as a teacher to be edu- keeping keep, up my own education, yeah. Keep working on yourself. That's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so guys, why don't we switch things up here and play a track from the last album, which was released in 2022 called Touchy Feely. And the name of that track is Ray of Sunshine. So here it is. Comment. I love the feeling of that song. I love the bass line. I love the, the keyboards, the synth. You know, it has kind of like an 80s feel to it. Yeah, I don't know if that's yeah. the vibe you're trying to go for, it but is. yeah. Yes. It was so, so cool th- listening to that for the first time.
1: What thank I you. also like when I saw you live at River Rock, there's like a touch of like this magical, mystical feeling to the band. Like those little like synth thingies mm-hmm. that you put in. I just love it. Oh,
3: thank you. I love that part too. It's like there's a. There's a back, r- backing track that's in the song. Yeah, that's like, really it's like high a counterpoint. And fl- or something like yeah, it's like high and fluttery and makes me feel the feels, for sure, when we're playing it live. <laughs> oh, it makes me feel like, it's just such good vibes. Thanks. And the 80s thing is totally spot on. We were we were listening to a lot of Shaka Khan, still am, She's one of my favorites. Mm, yes. um, but the beginning of the song starts with a like a, sequence, a sequencer synth, the thing that mm-hmm. like loops back on itself over and over. And we got that idea from Ain't Nobody because yeah. that song starts with that as well. And then also the beginning of, uh, s- is it Steve Winwood, Higher Love? Is that the right guy? Bring me yeah. a higher yeah. love.
2: Oh.
3: <laughs> Y'all are on it. Love it. But yeah, that one might also have a sequencer, but we were just really inspired by the joy of that, that kind of music. And we were listening to that a lot at the time.
2: You know, I was going to ask you, like, other influences on the album or mm-hmm. your, your past album. What? Who are those?
3: Yeah. Um, well, Shaka Khan is always one of my biggest influences. We also love uh, Emily King, who you mentioned from our bio, but mm-hmm. she's also a New York singer-songwriter. She's got kind of that pop soul thing going on. She's so good. Um, Yebba also is one of my favorite vocalists of all time, um, and I love her music. Um D'Angelo is another one that was in the bio, but he's a local guy. Yes, you guys know about D'Angelo, D'Angelo Day. I, don't. I know he's that little... do. He's from
0: Rich, <laughs> Richmond. Oh, I I've ha- seen. I know his body like wow. the back of my
1: I don't. I've never mm. heard of him.
3: I'm not a r- <laughs> local
1: Richmonder. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, yeah, I am now. But... How does look- it
1: feel? Just
0: look it up. You'll yeah. think. Okay, mm-hmm. the video.
3: <laughs> How does it feel? Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, that's a, a good song.
0: <laughs> 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 and there is a D'Angelo Day.
1: Oh.
2: Do you know when it is?
0: No, I'm not that
3: obsessed.
1: <laughs> How can we support you and follow you in yeah. your upcoming gigs?
3: Um, thank you for asking. We're, we're on all the socials, so I'm really trying to revamp our social content this year. Like Another thing I did today was record a video that I'm going to post tomorrow. <sighs> it's so much work. <laughs> um, but yeah, follow us on socials. I'm putting out our new music all the time and little videos and pictures of us, and we'd love for you to follow along and be a part of it. Um, if you want to listen to the music, we're on all the streaming platforms. Um, none of them particularly help us because we make so little money from them, but still it is important. <laughs> so go listen to the music there. Um, and you can also buy merch from us on our merch store, which is at com slash merch. Probably that's the right URL. Um, but yeah, we've got, you know, shirts and, and CDs and we have vinyl for the first time Ooh, with this project oh, wow. nice.
2: and we, uh, love some vinyl. Oh,
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. We're so proud to have that this time. We've, you know, with all of our past projects and releases, we weren't able to have it. So it was such a big deal. It's very special to us. That is really, you sweet. should get
0: them. You should give them some vinyl, uh, for Fanboy, That new place.
3: Oh yeah. I've heard about that. Vinyl. Yeah. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Chock full of them. (laughs) So smart. (laughs) Yeah, our socials are all at Aaron and the Wildfire. Our music is on all the streaming places at Aaron and the Wildfire, too. And we we talked about Aaron and the Wildfire a lot, but I also have a solo project, Aaron Lunsford. So if you ever want to check that out, it's on Spotify, all the same business. And Aaron Lunsford Music is my handle on socials. Okay,
0: cool. So do you have any upcoming solo gigs? I know we talked about the National and um, Raleigh for Aaron and the Wildfire, but...
3: I think my next uh, solo gig is in March, and I'm spacing on it. Go to the socials. Can, yes.
0: yes. <laughs>
3: we'll link it up. We'll link it up. We'll, we'll stalk you, you and figure that.
0: Tell us a little bit more about upcoming music projects you have going on.
3: Yeah, so we just talked about Touchy Feely, which was our last full-length album came out 2022 and i'm proud to announce that we are about to start releasing singles for our next album the first one drops on friday february 16th 2024 Mm -hmm. Um, and it's called love songs to georgia Um, so it's kind of a little Valentine's theme, but that song started as a joke because I was listening. I love that
0: song. Oh, you know that one? I listened to that Uh, one and I was like, that's one of my favorite ones. Oh Oh, my God. Thank
3: you. Well, that one is coming out and that's the one that has a bunch of horns on it. Um, arranged by a Richmond guy named, uh, Andrew Randazzo, who's amazing. Um, and it was all recorded, uh, at Space Bomb Studios here in Richmond. So we're going to be dropping a single about every six weeks this year into 2025, uh, we're trying the singles approach for this next release because algorithms or something? I don't know.
0: I would think that actually reads be or tracks because, um, you know, with everyone just doing downloads now, yeah. like it's almost like
2: it's not even like an album thing yeah, anymore. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the album format is almost obsolete. Yeah, that's mm-hmm.
3: true. It does feel that way. Yeah. So we're just trying something new. But yeah, a lot of new mu- music is about to be dropped. So very excited. You awesome. can pre-save it also. I think the pre-save link comes out this week. So okay, great. stay tuned. And how, how do
2: we pre-save? Is that on uh, what kind of a music streaming service is so, that?
3: So the pre-save link applies to any streaming service. Okay, We'll have it available like on our Instagram, for example, and you click pre-save and then it's like, which service do you want to use? And it'll take you to Apple Music or take you to Spotify and, okay. and help you pre-save it. Yeah. Right. Cool. Awesome. And do you have a name for the upcoming album yet? Not yet. Open mm-hmm. to suggestions. Cool. Well, we'll, have to, <laughs> oh, Lella. Yeah.
0: we'll have to hear the music more of the music yeah. yeah so we'll be listening all right well um actually let's move on to the funny question oh. i have one funny question amazing just um if you were an animal what would you be
3: and why hmm. <laughs> uh, if my mom were here she would say songbird obviously because she calls me a songbird Aww. um I want to say dog just because I love dogs so much, but maybe I just have dog brain right
1: now. (laughs) I was gonna say, are you Smokey the Bear because of the wild?
3: Oh man, that's a good one too. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes. (laughs) That's actually where the band name originated, though. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Well, Smokey and the Bandit. Yep. We used okay. Backtrack we used to be called Aaron Lunsford and the Smoky Bandits, oh, which was cool. an awful mouthful of a name <laughs> <laughs> um so we revised it in year three or so, and we got from Smoking the Bandit to Smoky the Bear to you can't prevent you can prevent wildfires to Aaron and the Wildfire or something <laughs> Matt Matt Wood, my bass player, remembers the exact sequence of events way better, but that's neat yeah. there's there's something there <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Aaron in the Wildfire does
0: flow a little. Yeah, yeah it's a little better.
2: <laughs> it's, it's not a word salad, as you would say. Yes, yeah, yes. Oh, that's
0: funny. Um, Olivia, what would you be?
1: Um uh, I'm gonna have to say corgi Aww. because I think that I'm really tough, but I guess I'm not. I don't know. I just feel like a corgi. And I also want a corgi, so nice.
2: Maddie. I guess I would be a wolf. Because uh, that goes the wolf moon tonight. (laughs) I'm hungry like the wolf.
0: Mm. Uh, (laughs) I'm hungry too. Mm -hmm. Um, I would either be a dolphin or a seal because I want to be in the (laughs) ocean. Wow, that's pretty good. (laughs) Yes, they call me Flipper. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, I think that brings
1: us to a word from our sponsors. Oh yes. Are you guys in the mood to feel sensual?
2: I'm in the mood.
1: good matt because check out maya's belly dancing our favorite and only sponsor Uh, maya is incredible she's so sweet um she teaches belly dancing obviously Um, it's a great place to release your stress inhibitions and your stress Um, You check out the dance schedule and find your ideal class on her website at mayasbellydancing.com or I can just tell you on Tuesdays (laughs) at 6 p.m. there is belly dancing foundations one. This is where you can start your belly dance journey. It's perfect for beginners. Thursday at 6 p.m., check out Belly Dance Workout Intermediate. This is perfect for dance and fitness enthusiasts with some belly dancing experience. On Saturday at 9.30 a.m., there's Belly Dance Foundations too. This is where you can elevate your dance skills and your technique. And then on Saturday at 11 a.m., they have Belly Dance Workout All Levels. So this is ideal for everyone, a blend of fitness and belly dance artistry. And I don't have the address, but if you look up Maya's Belly <laughs> you will find the new studio address because she recently opened up her own space. Yeah, she it looks no nice. longer does it at um, the Dance Space.
0: Or Tangueros. Yeah,
3: or Tangueros. But... Hell yeah, Maya. Yeah. I'll awesome. link it
1: up in the bio as always.
0: <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, then I think it's time for you to drop it on us. Big Daddy.
1: Drop it on us, Daddy. <laughs>
0: all
2: right. Today, I'm going to talk about a cultural phenomenon, and that is the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and uh, listeners out there, we have two Stanley Cups. Teamu. Teamu. Uh, they're Stan- not Stanley. We're not basic,
0: we're, we're cheap, they're, all right? <laughs> they're,
2: they're families, And uh, we have a Yeti here. And what? what is the reusable?
3: Uh, team Hydroflask. Hydroflask.
2: All right. <sighs> And so, uh, what, what is the big deal about the Stanley Cup Tumbler? Nothing. It is, uh, <laughs> it is officially called the Stanley Adventure Quencher Tumbler. That's, that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in 26 colors, different sizes, and finishes. And the most popular version is what's on our table right now, the 40-ounce capacity with a handle and has a straw and it has a vacuum sealed metal body to keep in that coolness.
0: It does work. We and do speaking of which,
2: America. it'll keep your drink cold for eleven hours.
1: That's my lucky number.
2: Wow! And <laughs> it'll keep a hot beverage hot for seven hours, but eh, it costs forty-five dollars. So
1: so go to wow. Timu and get the dupe <laughs> for five dollars. I don't think it's even make $5.
0: your friends. Fill out a bunch of shit. If you want shit. Shut <laughs> up, Elizabeth. And so
2: it didn't all start with the Stanley. The OG is the thermos insulated cup that started back old in the, school. Old school that started back in the nineties. You have your clean canteens, your Nalgene's, which I have,
0: like the He-Man thermos.
2: And <laughs> now, what's surprising is Nalgene is popular among the academic circles. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're academic, <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> and there's also the hydro flask the yeti rambler which i am enjoying at this you moment you
0: just got your first yeti too you're way behind yeah. Yeah, me and liz have been on that train <laughs> for you.
2: and you may have seen these there's the one gallon motivational water bottles that'll oh, yeah. say like
0: Drink keep, that water keep, bitch. keep going you're not done
2: yet gotta gotta pee now. I have one of those. how did the stanley cup become so popular how did it explode into the scene Well, it was first introduced in 2016 by Stanley. And it's a social media site called uh, The Buy Guide on Instagram that that promoted it. And so it kind of uh, gained a a following through there. But 2023, November 15th, my birthday, (gasps) somebody posted on TikTok a video (laughs) where their car was engulfed in flames. Oh, yeah. And they reached into the car. The Stanley Tumblr survived, and they looked inside, and ice was still in the tumbler.
1: Incredible, you guys! I might like Stanley again. And so
2: she posted your that. Get on fire. She posted that on social media, and Stanley bought her a new car and a new tumbler.
1: Damn!
2: And so you know, other people have claimed that this has survived house fires. So. Wow. And so due to the, the social Let's media... let light
1: on fire and see what
2: happens. Uh, due to the social media buzz, the cup has elevated to a status symbol and fashion accessory. People actually match their outfits with their Stanley <laughs> Cup. Liz, Liz. This
0: is by coincidence, <laughs> damn it. No, it's not.
2: <laughs> and the fans actually call themselves the Stanley Cup girlies. So... <laughs>
0: Teamu girlies, <laughs> <I'm T-moo. Yeah. laughs>
1: cheese girlies, <laughs> in December,
2: and December. And this is the height of the mania in December 2023. <laughs> Starbucks released a Valentine's Day version which sold out in minutes and created ca- chaos in Target, there was fights
0: up in the top.
2: Nationwide, people were grabbing the cups out of their hands, it was out of control, and now. The most popular cups sell for over $200 on eBay.
1: Oh Forget or it For no.
2: a cup, a Stanley cup. And so, my, my final thoughts <laughs> the Stanley cup, it seems like a good product, but it's not perfect. It is not leak proof, but it is spill resistant. <laughs> and I am currently using a Nalgene, which I've had for several years, and a Yeti Rambler. All these brands are great. However, insulated cups are the best keeping water cooler for longer. And they do not require a coaster.
1: Why isn't your lid on? He
0: doesn't like the lid and it drives me nuts.
2: Yeah, I'm not a lid guy.
1: Well, it's not going to do its job.
2: Oh, I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't take
1: 11 hours to drink
0: his water.
2: (laughs) No, I I probably... Anyway, so I will probably not buy a Stanley because, you know, I have enough... Chalices on my own. And I usually get to get them as gifts anyway. And so that concludes Drop It On us Big Daddy.
0: Thanks, Big Daddy. Thanks, Daddy. I feel so much smarter now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright. It's I'm getting hungry. Me too. Would you like to go first?
0: Because I always go first. Sure, I'd like to go eat at Metzger Barn Butchery. Mm. I've
1: never been there. Eight hundred
0: one. I will. Eight hundred one, North Twenty Third Street, up on the hill, in my hood. Um, if I were there this evening, I would dine upon bread and butter, which is uh, they cook in cast iron. It's really good their bread mm. it comes with cultured butter olive oil and a radish Yum. <laughs> then i would move on to the chicken schnitzel mm. with tonado turnip and radish tzatziki mm. they do change their menu every few months so double check Is on it what tzatziki comes with it. or
2: tzatziki it's
0: tzatziki actually <laughs> if you're in greece okay if you're in the motherland so, um then uh, don't be jumping on me no olivia i'm not done then no. we have to have, have dessert <laughs> <laughs> i would have they now have it's the meal oh. um, for dessert which is a million layers for my french Ooh. peeps out there um share with sherry poached apples brown butter whip and cheddar ice cream
1: Wait, what's cheddar ice cream
0: like cheddar cheese. I've never so it's heard like of a that. riff on a mm. like apple pie. So
2: should I make that for Thanksgiving?
0: That would be interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that would go with the turkey. Um, and for my cocktail I would have the lines in. I think this would perfectly complement it which is a brown butter bourbon. Yum. Mm, yum. Allspice, orange and a little lime. Ooh. Yes. Check it out. How about you, Olivia?
1: I am going up next. I want you guys to go to Sabai. It's at 2727 West Broad. It is so cool looking in there. It has like this tiki vibe. And there's an EDM club in the back called The Jungle Room. And a lot of like really good local DJs come there. And not local, too. (laughs) And it's very fun. Um, For an appetizer, I recommend their Musu Wan, which is fried, sweet, spicy pork marinated in spices and honey and then the honey just really balances out the spice and then for the entree you can't go wrong with the pad thai uh i'll get the pork with it because their pork is so freaking good like you have to get something pork when you go if you can eat pork because a lot of people can't um wash it down with a painkiller This painkiller is arguably the best one in the entire city. It's so good. It's so good. It's worth it. Are you (laughs) been? Oh, yeah. I go
3: to both those places. Uh, We've we've got good taste, guys. And then
1: uh, also, the cool thing about their cocktails are are they're they're really adorable. They put like fun flowers and like mermaid stuff in there. Little
2: monkeys in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So that's it. Go. Well, okay.
0: Thank you, Olivia. (laughs) Um, And the band of the week is, of course. Drum Aaron, roll. Erin oh. <laughs> and the wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, please go check them out. The National on February 19th.
3: I think that's President's Day. So hopefully people, you just sleep in because you don't yes. have to work. And then just mosey to the National. That's right. Even
1: the National so much fun to go to so that's going to be an exciting gig don't they have pizza now
3: too have you heard that I did hear that actually I feel like they do yeah Yeah. Uh, I haven't
2: uh, tried it in the upstairs portion that's a good
0: idea yeah they did years ago in the upstairs so maybe they've changed it I think you can just order slices at the bar now oh really okay Um, All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. Next time, we will have another amazing guest, um, maybe related to the food industry. Oh,
1: yes. So excited.
0: (laughs) But you'll have to listen to find out. So, until then, we're shouting out, yes, what?
1: Sabai. And? Uh, what else did I mention? The Richmond Airport. Oh my <laughs> god! And the bathrooms there. Oh, got the TSA workers.
0: <laughs> um, and uh, let's see: Metzger Bar and Butchery, the National, mm. River City Roll, the Atkinson's, um, Exit Thirty
1: Eight. Maya's belly dancing. That's Sorry right. for the horrible commercial, Maya, but mm-hmm. you know that they they know.
0: Um, and of course once again Aaron and the Wildfire thank you so much thank you so
1: much for coming on we really appreciate it thank you for having me
0: Matt you have any shout out yes
2: actually I do have a shout out and that is to the Riverfront amphitheater project which Mm -hmm. recently broke ground this week and it will have a 7500 capacity which will bring more shows to richmond so that is so awesome we're finally getting an amphitheater like that
3: i can't
0: wait to see it and a new place for aaron and the wildfire and aaron (laughs) lunsford solo project to play
3: (laughs) yeah hopefully oh
0: my gosh i'd love to play there i know that'd be awesome dreamy we could even just hear your voice like floating up here.
3: Yes. The oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, it'd be so fun. That's the same place. It's Browns Island, right?
2: Yeah, it's right next to Browns Island. Okay. Kind of, it's right next to Tredegar, too.
3: Like okay. where the,
0: have you been to um, the Folk Festival? Folk Festival? I'm sure you've yeah. been. Yeah. Like yeah. where that back kind of area yeah, is. Yeah, it's uh-huh. like an
2: open field right now.
1: All, All right, right, guys. We love you. Thank you. Ciao. Bye-bye. all right and
2: check us out on our instagram our facebook our tiktok like us oh yes please comment on the show
1: please leave us a comment what can we do better what do you want to see what do you like
0: we need to start drinking again because we cannot keep it together. do you want anymore. us talking about <laughs>
2: stanley's or yetis
1: do you want us to be drinking or not drinking are you
0: pro timu or pro she? <laughs> i'm
1: both
2: all right bye guys bye, bye.